All right, we are live. The first episode of the Mike and Mario show. Excited to connect with my buddy from across the waters, Mario and Neko. How you doing, Mario? I'm well, and you? Doing good, my friend. Doing good. Um, uh, just uh, as I was saying beforehand, trying to put together graphics and creating currency is not easy on my side. So I'd imagine it has to be a difficult task on the banker's side, but uh, <laughs> we could definitely get into that. So uh, for those that are tuning in, welcome. Trying something new. I figure me and Mario always have a great time when we connect. So let's just make it official with the little Friday edition of the Mike and Mario show. So Mario, man, give me uh, what's going on on your side of the waters. How's the UK, buddy? Well, we're slowly uh, reopening, you know, the economy. Uh, I, I think the on the 17th of May, uh, which is a Monday, uh, the restaurants, you, you'll be able to actually go into restaurants or pubs uh, to eat and drink. Right now, <laughs> you can only go outside, but the weather's been so cold that it's not been that nice. And uh, yeah. our economy, um, there's still a lot of people who have gotten used to um, getting paid for doing nothing and staying at home. The people yeah. who are on furlough, uh, I think today showed uh, that uh, in the U.S., the same thing's happening because non-farm payroll was really low. Is expected almost uh, a, a million um, new jobs, yeah. and it was only like 200, 200 odd thousand. And uh, even though <laughs> uh, here in the UK it's the same thing, uh, we've been told as well that uh, things are going to pick up. The Bank of England came out yesterday and revised their growth figures. They're telling us now, you know, it's a lot of propaganda saying, mm -hmm. "Oh, we we're going to have the best." economy in 70 years but they don't tell you that we had the worst uh, crash in 300 years mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, imposed by the government really yeah. um, over over uh, reaction by the government uh, in th these last uh, 14 months instead of just uh, trying to isolate the people that really are vulnerable the elderly and those people who are ill Mm -hmm. uh, who have co comorbidities and letting the economy just go on as normal. Uh, and it's a shame because I, I think it's going to get a lot worse. Uh, we're not like uh, spending as much as Sleepy Joe here because we don't yeah. have the reserve. We used to have the reserve currency about 100 years ago, but now we it's not as easily done uh, for for uh, for the pound, you know, for the Bank of England and the government to just print. So, and I think that's why the dollar is uh, getting hammered a little bit, but the pound's going to get hammered too, uh, yeah. relative to, to commodities. Commodities are going through the roof. And, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, we, we have uh, higher prices here too. Uh, taxes are going up. So the cost of living is going up, but mm -hmm. uh, we're told by the government that uh, inflation is running at less than 1% <laughs> here. <laughs> I asked myself, is that is that a weekly number <laughs> instead of the annual number that they tell us? I think it's more weekly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's this current moment. We, it, you, you cannot believe the figures that's being thrown out by any government because, of course, they, they're operating in, the, in their own best interest to make sure that they – can pump the narrative of a recovery, but also keep their costs relatively low. And so I was talking uh, the other day about how if they were to truly admit the costs or, or the level of inflation, then they themselves would have to add up more 
to their expenditures when it comes to all the you know subsidies to Social Security and all those programs and whatnot. So they're not going to ever do that. So why would we even begin trusting them people ever again? So, yeah, man. Now, I even yeah, even ahead. the num even the numbers today, uh, I even suspect that uh, it was uh, on purpose uh, that they they came out with a weak number on purpose because yeah. I've already seen headlines from Bloomberg saying that it might be easier now for Joe Biden to to push through more stimulus because because of these numbers. So you kind of wonder, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just tweak the numbers. Oh, you know, there's not much support for the six trillion more that he wants to come out with. Let's just tweak the numbers a little lower, you know, goose up the stock market because people now are thinking the Fed's not going to taper anymore. They're going to mm -hmm. keep pumping. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's a really sick, ga sick uh, game. I think it's going to yeah. end in tears. It's already uh pretty bad for the average uh you know for the middle class the the people some people at the bottom actually are doing okay because they're they're getting uh yeah uh, paid by the government but i think it's the uh lower middle class that's getting squeezed yeah the working class those that were able to work prior to and those that uh the, the individuals that will be considered the middle class and so i was uh, once again watching something else and you know of, of course over here the push for increasing taxes is becoming a subject matter that's on every news mainstream it seems but yet biden, biden made a point in saying that it'll be no new taxes and so i'm thinking like was that a mistake or was he actually hinting at the fact that so so supposedly the middle class is not going to have to pay any extra and then i even saw an article talking about there's a possibility of zero percent uh of um of taxation something like what what exactly are they doing so clearly we're in the midst of what what was always talked about the mmt the modern monetary theory because they're borrowing and spending up to the wazoo and now they're trying to collect some of that on the, on the back end so uh it, it's going to equal more of a disaster <laughs> definitely by next year for sure if not more this year i i saw uh biden uh speaking and i think it was a mistake because he said every american earning under four hundred thousand uh, uh -huh. dollars will have to pay no tax yeah <laughs> and, and, and like, i thought oh that's great yeah, I think he meant no more, no newer taxes. No newer but, taxes, right? But the guy is so out of it that uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about a lot. And of then time, watch on the uh, on that same note, like the next day, an article came out, and that was the article that I was referring to, where uh, I guess as a part of this American Rescue Plan, there's going to be some shuffling of the taxation uh, plan itself. Of course, whether it's going to go up supposedly for those over four hundred thousand, and then assuming it's going to be adjusted or somehow or some way, because the way they wrote it up was saying that under this plan that they were trying to sell the plan. Like, you know, so he's been doing two or three last two or three days talking about the jobs plan and how it's going to be beneficial for the working class and stuff like that. So they're trying to sell it to the American public. And so if they sell it good enough, people will buy into it and they, it might actually get passed or something like that. I don't know, but this is a, this is the second phase of his total package deal now, the question is, will it go through and what will it look like? Because uh, it doesn't make itself. It doesn't make its way to Main Street, <laughs> but like that. Um, so we, we got a question here. Let me just throw this on the screen real quick. It says, uh, RTDQ, Mario, have you heard of the prices of uh, goods looking in Switzerland? Have you heard of the prices of goods looking in, in Switzerland? Uh, 
Oh, how prices are if they're rising there? Uh, yeah. I mean, usually Switzerland has pretty low, pretty stable prices. But uh, the thing about Switzerland, it's, it's uh, the standard of living there is so high mm -hmm. that it's really expensive. But yeah. I haven't really uh, kept in touch. Uh, I mean, I keep in touch with my uh, family there, but uh, I haven't spoken about prices. But uh, uh, in the last 20, 25 years, Switzerland, uh, they've gone completely, uh, you know, unsound money-like. Mm -hmm. uh, they use, uh, it, things used to be very stable there, even house prices, but they've had a, a huge uh, property uh, bubble. And I think uh, the nice places in Switzerland are probably becoming more and more expensive because uh, a lot of very wealthy people are, are doing well and they're going there mm -hmm. to live there. So yeah, it, it's crowding out. Um, yeah, Switzerland uh, still a very expensive place, probably because it's such a it's a pretty well run country <laughs> compared yeah. to all other countries, actually. Yeah, and it's always been a safe haven for the wealthy, so they've uh, done a good job of protecting their own and property mm. rights and whatnot. So I remember because uh, I when I lived there, you know, years ago in Neon, and. Uh, at that time, I was you know, had a chance to talk to people, and, and the minimum wage I think at that time was twenty dollars an hour or something like that. It was extremely high, and I'm thinking like, wow, oh, that's, yeah. that's 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 living pretty good. But then I thought about the cost all around me, and even like in a little downtown area, everything was so expensive. Man, it was just I was like, okay, no wonder why the minimum wage is so high because you need a lot more to live here, even modestly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and small businesses, small business owners, they struggle there because the cost for employing people is so high. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my my uh, my sister, my brother-in-law run a hotel. They own a hotel, and they work hard, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to to keep it going. And uh, it's a really nice hotel as well. And you'd think they make a lot more profit, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, em employing people is very expensive. But people uh, have a very good standard of living. I, I saw an article the other day on Zero Hedge that people at a is it American uh, a dollar dollar discount store or something mm -hmm. in the states. Uh, people just uh, walked out because they said that the wages that they're getting doesn't <laughs> doesn't pay for them to live, and they're working uh, long hours. So you don't have that in Switzerland. Uh, it's uh the lowest paying job is a job where you can afford you you get holidays every year you can travel mm -hmm. abroad it's a it's a very uh, high standard of living probably not as much opportunity uh, for small businesses but everyone's pretty comfortable mm -hmm. i would yeah. say yeah. Now, so uh, once again, for those tuning in, feel free. And so, to, once again, this is just an open open forum. I want to get everybody involved, and so feel free to ask questions. Or eventually, if Mario, if you want, we can open up a phone line and get some actual voices out there because that always brings a a lot of curiosity as to what you're going to hear on the other line. But uh, so in the chat here, I see some interesting thoughts that I'll just throw out there, and we can share our thoughts on it. And so I know, I know, uh, Mario, I know you're you're a big crypto bug. And I know you sold all your gold and silver for crypto, so I want to just mess with you. But it says, yeah, uh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just mess with you. But here's uh, Dr. Mo that says, crypto is the only hope for future gold and silver is dead in this reality. How would you respond to that, Mr. Uh, Mario? 
Well, I guess it's a question, really. He's not saying that it's true because it's got question mark at yeah. the end there. Uh, I don't think uh, crypto is the only hope. Um, I think gold and silver are still going to prove a lot of people wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying crypto is a bad thing because uh, I actually, uh, yeah, I have been involved. You know, I, I publish uh, all my videos every day mm -hmm. onto uh, Steemit, Hive, yeah. uh, Library, uh, BitChute, yeah. DTube. And uh, these uh, altcoins, <laughs> they're not worth, you know, 50 or 60,000 like Bitcoin. But for example, the Steam dollar coin has gone from a dollar to $8. Mm -hmm. So even though I don't get too many viewers there, I'm getting, uh, I'm earning these uh, cryptocurrencies. And, and I think that's a good thing because uh, they have a function, you know, yeah. Steam it, but it's like a, a platform and it's blockchain based. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to get suck, suckered into just Bitcoin because it's the most famous one. Yeah. And uh, while there's a lot of opportunities uh, elsewhere, of course, there's a lot of risk as well because some of these coins will will end up worthless. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other thing that's a little concerning is that I, I saw that Goldman Sachs came out today and they've uh, announced that they've uh, opened a cryptocurrency desk. So whenever uh, Goldman Sachs mm -hmm. gets involved into a market, you you need to like uh, beware. Yeah, really. <laughs> I think it's all a part of the setup, man. Like you know, I think we're entering into that next phase of uh, of this digital transition to where once the too big to bail, too big to fail banks get involved, that's definitely a game changer, and it will not end in a nice way for those that were a part of the initial movement of peer-to-peer -peer transactions. That's what we, we, the people wanted. Now it's turning into like Bitcoin is considered a, a store of value. Like, I don't think that was ever part of the initial plan. It was meant to be used. So it's, Oh yeah. I remember uh, it, something else. Yeah. I remember people, the, the reason behind it was that it was going to circumvent the banks. You wouldn't have to pay charges for transferring money. It would be quick mm -hmm. but nowadays it costs so much to transfer bitcoin right it's really slow um and the other thing as well is that um uh some people argue that the nsa was involved in cryptos in the 90s and that this yeah. could be all and it could because what's happened you know goldman sachs all the mainstream is getting involved now and uh, the infrastructure has been built mm -hmm. by by the the public for them they haven't had to spend a, a dime of course mm -hmm. uh the coins are a lot more expensive now but the other thing i would say one of the major reasons behind uh, uh cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and the open ledger mm -hmm. is uh trust uh they're trying to uh, solve the problem of uh the uh I think it was the Byzantine's general dilemma. Yeah, the double spend. Yeah. Double spend. But the thing is, I think uh, the world needs more trust. And the reason we don't trust people as much anymore is because we can't even trust government. Yeah. And, and I think uh, we can't keep going uh, as a civilization if we don't trust each other. Of course, you can't trust everyone. So to take out uh, privacy and um, with crypt because uh, cryptocurrencies really they everyone can see you know what you have and what you yeah. do 
Yeah. And in a way, that's not a bad thing. But uh, uh, I think we need privacy in the world. I think it was Doug Casey who said that without privacy, you create a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. I think that the trust, the trust issue, it sounds good on the surface because it's we the people demanding trust from the governments that's been the ones manipulating everybody and just completely doing whatever they want to do behind closed doors. And so I think it's more so at this point, people are have accepted that word trust and transparency because that's how we want to operate, but not realizing that now that the banks are involved and the CBDCs are coming, there'll be no trust. There'll be no transparency on their end, but yet they expect us to get used to that until they change the rules of the game. And speaking of which, you know, my stance has always been that the whole digital revolution was a part of the initial setup. Even when you go back to the Economist cover in 1998, when it said the Phoenix is coming and it said 2018 ish, which was what 30 years later. And so that right there lets me know that there were some, there were some key players behind this. And I think Bitcoin is a part of that. And even people in the community has talked about NSA and they've actually, I got people who've given me names and documents and how, the patent it was filed in 1988 and so stuff where it's it's legitimate information is out there but people don't seem to really care about that and then also i'm, I'm ranting a little bit but the initial wallet of satoshi nakamoto i think has 50 it has a large amount of bitcoin still parked in it which hasn't been uh touched in quite some time so technically speaking he will whoever that wallet belongs to will be the one of the wealthiest individuals on the planet as well and I suspect that it would probably be related to back to the Rothschilds. That's just my guess. Because yeah. It just seems like it'll, it'll work timely in this whole is situation. And I would say the Rockefellers as well. And why do I say yeah. that? Well, there's a there's like a, a writer, uh, mm -hmm. George George Gilder. He's mm -hmm. written many, many books about technology. Yeah. Uh, is it George Gilder, his name? Uh, let's see. So no, I don't think. Tomorrow we might be forced to take a call in a minute. So okay, okay. I, and uh, I didn't okay. Yeah, his name is George Gilder, for example, and he wrote something in Forbes magazine, mm -hmm. uh, very good about crypt, uh, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrencies, praising it. Mm -hmm. uh, he 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 was behind a lot of the uh, dot com bubble uh, thing in yeah. the uh, '90s as well. And then I looked him up on Wikipedia, and I saw that his father died during the war. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, he was taken under the wings of uh, David Rockefeller because mm -hmm. David Rockefeller and his father went to school together. So here you have, you know, I, I guess you could say it's like almost his father. David Rockefeller was almost like his father because his, his father died during the war. Yeah. And uh, Rockefeller, David Rockefeller took him under the wings and um so yeah there there is uh like you said <laughs> i don't like the fact that we don't know who created the white paper mm -hmm. for for bitcoin even though it's a good white paper but uh <laughs> who did it <laughs> yeah and, and it's no way and I, I will i will stick to this because i believe that in my gut five ten years from now i'll be able to say i told you so because it'll be no way to pull off a global reset a monetary reset without there being some type of carrot dangled in between to allow this to happen. Because the goal is to make sure gold and silver never gets mainstream attention to where the world runs to it as a safe haven as they transition us. So it's inevitable that we're going digital because of technology and stuff like that. But it's like, I think this is a controlled orchestrated event. And reason is, I'm reason I, reason I mentioned the economist cover is because of this little, uh, somebody shared this yesterday with me. 
and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to take that call. We'll give you one second. But here is something that I think is worth talking about. So this is an Economist cover that's not even out yet. It comes out on the 8th. So tomorrow this comes out, and it says the digital currencies that matter. It says get ready for Fed coin and the e-euro. So whoever, you know, whichever, whoever the reporter, who is this? Uh, so the artwork is done by Luca de Ubrino. But whoever wrote this, they wrote this from the standpoint of confidence and like, you know, this is what we have already scripted out. Get ready for it. And then what makes of this, what makes this important to me is that it has the all CNI to the far right. And it has yeah. the temple, the temple, which, you know, governmental structure. And then there's a chip. If you see right inside that G, there's a chip right there. And that chip to me is a symbolism for, you know, chip in the world type of thing. You'll have to go through the chip and. So it says government issued digital currency. This is, I guess, the most important. So I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's coming full circle. What would you say? <laughs> yeah, and you can see there they put in tech we trust instead yeah. of uh, in God we trust. Right. Um, so and uh, we're supposed, and it looks like a gold coin as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Which is I, I like a lot of the Bitcoin graphics. It's all like it's like a gold coin. Mm -hmm. So it just goes to show you uh, that without gold, there is nothing really. I would say, right. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust this government issued uh, digital currency. Yeah. Uh, as <laughs> I don't trust uh, what they issue now, I won't trust what they issue uh, digitally uh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Just think about the the, the framework of how this rebranding of centrally controlled currencies will what they'll what it'll look like. And so ultimately, I think as a part of the cashless society, do you, and also a question to you is, do you think we're eventually going to go negative with the reserve currency to where that'll be their way of removing the dollar bills out of our possession to then issue a central bank digital currency? And then with that comes all the tiers of lack of privacy, programmability, which means that they can see how, where, when you send it into who. And all those control mechanisms, because it just lines up perfectly for where I think they want to take us. What would you say? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And the the thing is, uh, the people who are in the crypto world now, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, there were people who wanted nothing to do with government mm -hmm. uh, and Wall Street. They wanted to like uh, go against the bankers and everything. But they've been basically bought out. <laughs> we'll probably get a lot of hate for mm -hmm. that. They've been bought out because the price is so high now. So yeah. they don't care if Goldman Sachs is uh, involved. They don't care if there's derivatives on cryptocurrencies, which mm -hmm. I think is a bad thing. They don't care if there's leverage. Um, so, yeah, the whole uh, grassroots um, populist <laughs> idea of mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies, blockchain, that's gone out the window, and it, it, I, like you said, I think it's going to be hijacked by the uh, the bankers. Yeah, just like they hijacked um, gold and silver, really, yeah. because yeah. gold money money and currency came before government. Uh, mm -hmm. People devised that in the free market through uh, trial and error, and, and uh, the same thing for uh, I guess. Cryptocurrencies, you could maybe argue there was a, a bit of a push from from sources we don't know, but uh, it was all very organic, the growth here that we've yeah. seen. Yeah, uh, but uh, now it looks like they're going to hijack it again and they're going to uh, ride on the back of it, unfortunately. Yeah. And the, the more I look at this, this 
revolutionary you know technology that's being ushered into us and where where it originally started in comparison to where it's at now it's turning into what i would consider a, a working man's or a poor man's lottery ticket because it's so much for those that have been in early now it's i think it's more so about about greed and for those that feel like they missed a party it's that like i don't want to miss out next time so let me jump into anything and so anything in the top 100 has a chance of pretty do, doing pretty well because there's still millions of billions of people who have, have no exposure to it. So they're going to take anything they get and just dump it in there. And then like always, there's going to be a, a, a day of reckoning. Like there always is to where those that got in early will benefit and those that got in late will be hurt. And then we'll repeat the cycle over and over again. And so a lot of people are saying that this next market crash is coming. Whenever it comes, equity is going to drop. Everything's going to drop. You know, prices will drop. Crypto is going to drop. And then what? And that's where I'm thinking like, you know, it's not going to be the end because the Federal Reserve and central banks are still going to be in the reserve currency creating business. So it's going to recover and we can see all time highs. But then what 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 value does that really have if inflation is through the roof? And so it's like it's just it's, it's starting to make it's starting to make not make any sense to me, really, on the surface. Yeah. And I, I think right now there's a lot of uh, froth. There's a, it's like feels very. Uh, it. it the symptoms are like uh, what you had in uh, Weimar Germany or even in France in the 1790s when they had the assignats. There's a lot yeah. of gambling speculation uh, uh, because the economy was so bad. And I mm -hmm. think the economy is still really bad, not just in the U.S., but here as well, that it doesn't pay for people to get an honest job. Yeah, you, you know, the standard of living keeps going down. Cost of living keeps going up. So, uh, and you provide people with this uh, de facto universal basic in income <laughs> stimulus check, and they're going to go and gamble with it. And what better place than uh, cryptos and altcoins where yeah. you can buy Dogecoin, <laughs> which was supposed <laughs> to be a, a joke. Yeah. Uh, and it's now worth more than Ford Motor Company or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's really ridiculous. I, I think a lot of people are going to get hurt unfortunately and uh yeah and yeah. uh, that's something like you know you mentioned ford motor company so i'm in the motor city so i'm, yeah. I'm witnessing because of this chip shortage they, they, they you know there's you know ford gm chrysler all with everything's off i-75 technically speaking and then they, they, there's so many vehicles just backed up that they're using parking lots from growth from malls to store all these vehicles and i'm thinking like you know if there's a chip shortage you know, that's an example of issues is happening, whether or not. So here's another question I want to throw to you as well, because some people say that a lot of the a lot of the raw material goods and services are a being bought up by China and the East. But then a lot of the stuff is being hoarded to where it's just not being let go, therefore creating an artificial price spike of a lot of things. But then what my point was, the Dogecoin produces nothing of value whatsoever. <laughs> it's just there. Well, we got four Ford Motor Company now that produces trucks and a large trucks, cars and everything else. And them cars and trucks are just sitting because of the disconnect in the in, in economy and, and financial system or whatnot. So complete nonsense. The world's turned upside down, Megan. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you have uh, hyperinflation. And uh, <laughs> these are the symptoms. Uh, everything's screwed up. You look at lumber prices. Uh, we're making all-time highs today. Copper prices are making all-time highs today. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a few videos, you've probably seen it, that lumber yards are still have loads of lumber. Yeah. So <laughs> that happens because people who produce things that are valuable, they don't want to let it go. 
because they know there's something wrong. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I heard that uh, used car prices have gone up more than the S&P in the last mm -hmm. 12 months uh, <laughs> because people can't buy the new cars. As per the uh, rare earth metals, mm -hmm. like the strategic metals, the problem has been, I think, uh, I know a little bit about it, is that China has been the only country that has uh, gone out and explored these uh, rare earth metals. They've mm -hmm. mined it. So China has got uh, like a, a monopoly on the rare earths, but yeah. they didn't do it to uh, screw the West. It's just yeah. that the West didn't uh, think about maybe uh, pushing people <laughs> to explore rare earth metals. Yeah. Uh, so uh, now in the UK, you know, it's a little bit late, but the government said the other day that they want to push uh, people, uh, companies to explore rare earths, earths in the UK, like lithium, uh, <laughs> Cornwall, because we've been too dependent on China. But it, it's not China's fault. It, it's our fault. Yeah. In the West. Yeah. Because we've had all these environmental regulations. We've been against mining and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the Chinese haven't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I think it all boils back to production. Especially, you know, Michigan in particular, like, you know, once again, I'm, for those that have been here in the industrial area sectors where Ford used to be and all those warehouses, they're vacant, they're empty, they ran down because manufacturing was moved because of the idea of cheaper cost, cheaper labor, just whatever. And that's a part of the whole, you know, globalization push that's been underway for decades now that has caused these distortions to where everything yeah. is made over there for pennies on a dollar. And over here, in order to make something, you got to charge that much more because of the higher standards of living, therefore equal, you know, higher wages, like, you know, $35, $40 of work on an assembly line. You know, it's not sustainable yeah. for a long yeah. run. So. And, and even, even the uh, things that you make in the U.S. or in the U.K., uh, a lot of the uh, inputs, raw materials and inputs, uh, come from different places because yeah. it's this just-in-time inventory. And, and what we found out now in the last 14 months because of the lockdowns and the shutting of uh, borders and trade mm -hmm. is that it screwed up the whole um, industrial system. And that's probably why uh, the car companies in Detroit can't get the parts mm -hmm. uh, because everything's backlogged. All, all the A lot of the containers have been like uh, there's not enough containers ships are where they're not supposed yeah. to be it, it's a mess and, and maybe that that could be a good thing because that maybe the us the uk and other countries will move uh towards becoming a little more self-sufficient not yeah. depending so much on china and globalization yeah uh, but we're gonna suffer uh in the transition yeah it's gonna be some pain another thing is you know basically just becoming more self-sustaining self-sufficient as a nation because china that's so i heard so i was talking to someone who's mentioned about how australia and china were always buddy buddy with, with their trade deals yeah. but now it's a complete influx they're, they're not they're at basically at a, at a at a financial verbal war to where they're not doing business like that no more so australia is going to be forced to bring stuff home and do it themselves same way here in america if this current administration allows it to happen, which I don't see it happening that way. But Mexico, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said, Mexico, every car that's pretty much sold in the U.S. is originally assembled in Mexico. And even Ford is building a one billion dollar battery facility in Mexico to then, you know, what I'm saying so. Yeah, it's it's a disconnect. So 
but for those tuning in, feel free to ask questions. And we missed a couple of phone calls, Mario. So I'm gonna open up the phone lines and we'll just take some phone calls and have some more fun with it. And so here's a little thought here. Uh, it says, can you find chicken wings in London? <laughs> we're supposed to have a chicken shortage on this side. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, we, I ordered uh, a few weeks ago. We had some Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh -huh. uh, no, I don't think there's any problems with chicken wings. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should uh, ship it to to the U.S. But. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody here says, spoke with a builder yesterday who said semen has been limited within uh, his trade in the U.K. So I'm not sure. Any 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 word on that or for me with that I, at all? I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't really uh, know. Uh, many builders, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we, we've seen um, around where I live during the lockdowns, everyone uh, doing home improvement. Mm -hmm. I, I think, uh, yeah, so it, it's normal. And uh, house prices have gone up as well. And when that happens, people wanna, want to uh, improve their homes because yeah. it's a valuable asset. Yeah. So yeah, the, but I, I haven't heard specifically about cement. <laughs> so here, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised though. As I'm looking at uh I'm looking at uh, just the price uh of metals right now and it, look at just look at the the gyrations here within a very short time frame of what's happening in the yeah. metals market. Like, you know, it, that that right there is it's not normal whatsoever to just drop in and uh, just look at these. Look at this, man. It's crazy. Well, well uh, what happened there was the non-farm number came out and gold uh -huh. uh, went up from uh, around 1820 to like 1840. And now it's been cho chopping around between 40 and 30. Um, but it's still doing really well because I think we broke through 1800 yesterday and mm -hmm. uh, i think uh it's gonna be hard to keep uh, gold down now even though some would argue this is just a paper price but yeah. it does help if the paper price goes up as well yeah well now what's but the premium looking like what's the premiums looking like in the uk where, where you know you're uh, for for gold uh it's anywhere between four to seven percent uh for mm -hmm. silver is a lot higher it's like at least 20 percent sometimes yeah. even 50 percent Ooh, yeah. So like uh, I, I was asked a question yesterday. What are my thoughts on uh, predictions for the end of this year with gold and silver or silver in particular? And of course, a lot of commentators saying that, you know, it could easily, you know, be $50 or more or whatnot. I'm thinking like, well, de depending on how you, you know, assess it, like the spot price might continue to stay relatively calm because it, I, there's a concerted effort to keep it below 30, obviously. Oh, yeah. But yet the premiums itself could probably double to where, like, you know, I'm looking online to some retailers for a Silver Eagle. It's already $41 using a credit card. So I'm like, that's basically $10, $15 more than your spot price. So I can see the spot price doubling to where we'll be at 50 uh, for online purchases. But yet your local coin shops might be cheaper because you have relationships with them. But, yeah, it, you know, it'll be different ways of determining the price of an ounce by the end of this year. If, the, if, if they still are able to maintain this current high yeah. range i think people need to keep uh, buying physical avoid uh, you know etfs maybe mm -hmm. not P pslv that's fine but uh because the comex and the uh the spot price the cash market is traded amongst the banks it's called mm -hmm. the interbank it's traded like foreign exchange gold and silver and and i have to say the the that market where the bankers set the price mm -hmm. is becoming totally irrelevant it's not 
I mean, the real price for gold and silver, even the former director of the U.S. Mint said mm -hmm. that the real price for gold is for a gold eagle is $2,000 to $2,100. He said the spot price or the futures price has no basis in reality. So, yeah. We, yeah that. All right. So watch this. So real quick, we do have a call. Let's see what's going on. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Mike, you have from New Jersey, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, my friend. What's up with you? What's your thoughts or share a quick question with us? Listen, man, look, I got about a no 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 lie, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna get on your Bitcoin page and show you the picture. I got about a thousand ounces of silver, a couple ounces of gold, right? Okay. And it still feels like it's not enough. You know, <laughs> the way this country's going, everywhere it's going, it's not enough, man. Yeah. Keep getting your weight up, people, as you say. Thank you guys both for your great content, man. Happy Friday, both of you. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for calling and sharing that. Thank you. Uh, so here's something as well. Like when it comes to the question of how much, like there is no, I mean, of course, is there such thing as, is there, is there such thing as having too much or having enough? Cause I consider it the same way as like, you know, with your current, you know, bank statement, like, you know, you can never have too much. Of course you need enough to take care of yourself and whatever, but there is no such thing as too much. Is there Mario? Uh, gold or silver? Yeah. Oh no, I think it's they're the only things that don't have a, a uh, the law of diminishing marginal returns don't apply mm. to gold, and mm. that's why it's money. I mean, yeah. you can never have enough gold. Of yeah. course, you need to live your life. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not all about money, uh, and greed is not, you know good but yeah I, I like to have a lot more gold and silver than i do of course yeah, yeah. and uh you know they are money and uh <laughs> i don't think we should worry too much I, i'm not too excited about the price move right now mm -hmm. even though we've broken through 1800 because i try not to get too uh down about when it goes down just try to stay level-headed just mm -hmm. to not to change you know yeah I look at it as in this current world uh, where where NFTs, non-fungible tokens are taking over and this whole digital transition we're being ushered into, you know, what, what's stable, what's real? And literally, like I, I made a video talking about, you know, what's your weight? Like, you know, in refer reference to the whole what's your number when it comes to your retirement? What dollar amount do you need to live comfortably, live happily ever after? And I'm thinking like, well, with the, at the way they are creating all these, uh, you know, reserves and current notes and stimulus and QE, you know, the, a number is dangerous. How about a weight instead? Like, what's your weight? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's right. Um, yeah. I, I don't think... Uh, yeah, uh, ten thousand dollars might be almost nothing in five, ten years' time. Right. It's like but, I, I remember going to Italy on business in the nineties. You know, before they had the euro, uh -huh. ten thousand lira was not much money. <laughs> you yeah. could buy a sandwich and a, a and a coke. You know, <laughs> so I think we're going that way, unfortunately. Yeah, but 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 on, but on, way, on the way is different. Yeah, because it, you keep your purchasing power with the gold and silver. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, you know, if you had 10,000 ounces on the other end, you got something stable, reliable, trustworthy. And then when it's denominated in whatever currency that might be rolled out to CBDC or whatever or whatever nation you're in, then the, the purchasing power from that will just be probably through the roof, give or take the time mm -hmm. frame. So uh, so somebody said, uh, what's uh, what happened with the Brexit? What's going on with Brexit? Well, we've uh, it's been. Uh 
you know, implemented. We're mm-hmm. out of the European Union now. So yeah. So what's what's the what's been a ripple effect from that? Like what what's what, has anything been obviously different since then or what? Well, the biggest thing has been the lockdowns. Really, yeah. You know the this uh, so called called pandemic has overshadowed everything. Yeah. But uh, I haven't really noticed much change uh, from Brexit. We might need to show your passport uh, now when you travel to uh, Europe. You know, to mm-hmm. France or Germany. Before that, you just went through. EU passport uh, lane, yeah. But we have been able to travel anyway because of the pandemic. So yeah, and uh, I, I, we, we, there there is a few disruptions. Like uh, lately, uh, there's uh, Channel Islands uh, mm-hmm. is part of the. Uh, it's like a crown. It's not part of the UK, but it's a crown dependency. Yes, one second. Go ahead. Oh, so oh, who's that? So we got we have a call here. Hello, call Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike Mario, how you guys doing? Doing good, my friend. Who are we speaking with? This is Low Blood Pressure, Corpus Christi. LBP, how you doing, man? What's going oh, on? Oh, yeah. Good, good. I have a question for Mario. Go ahead. All right, I wanted to ask him, after this hyperinflation that's already here, uh, does he believe that we'll go to another fiat, like uh, paper currency, or does he think it's all going to be digital? Because he had a gentleman on his program Talking about a new Euro 2.0. The goal, like yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that he, he he was explaining that that ain't all the inflation of the lira and all the European, uh, what do you call it, all the European currencies. Does he think that this new digital thing is gonna eat up all the dollar inflation? I'll get off air and I'll listen to you guys. Good deal. Thanks for the call, LBP. Yeah, basically, uh, he's not, he didn't really say, you know, he used the euro as an example. Mm -hmm. So what he thinks is going to happen is that um, uh, they're going to just merge, you know, the dollar, the euro, the pound, the yen, uh, after they hyperinflate and package it together through the IMF. And the reason uh, they're going to do that is the IMF does has a clean balance sheet, mm-hmm. but he, he thinks they're going to ba- have to back it with at least 20% gold. And, uh, uh, you know, when you have a, a hyperinflationary collapse, uh, you have to bring something better than fiat currency to, to, to the, to the game, you okay, know? Yeah. And uh, so I think gold gold is going to be very important after uh, the collapse. Uh, yeah, it's always uh, what people revert to, what countries and uh, governments revert to gold after, you know, in in the third world, emerging markets, we've had a lot of hyperinflations uh, in Argentina, Brazil and Zimbabwe. They revert usually to the dollar because the dollar is seen <laughs> over there as a solid currency. They, they haven't done it to gold because the dollar is still top dog. But when the dollar goes, uh, there's only one uh, money that people will uh, trust, and that's gold. Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing nothing else. Yeah. I think it's kind of baked into the cake because of Russia's and China's accumulation over the last 20 years that I've been actually trying to watch and see graphs. And, of course, the actual full amount that they are sitting on is unknown. But I'd imagine they're not collecting all that gold for no reason, <laughs> like whatever. Well, and I think they know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, these people, they seem to be our enemies, and but they they play for the same. They play, you know, they're on the same team. Yeah. So they probably have been warned by the West. You know, get gold because we're going to bring the system down. 
Yeah. And, you know, some people say China's got 20,000 metric tons, mm -hmm. uh, even though officially they say they only have 2,000, but it's probably more like 20,000. U.S. Yeah. Uh, supposedly has 8,300 or something. Yeah. If you believe that, let's take this call here because uh, I so don't believe it. Hello, caller. What's name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike, it's Jeff again. I forgot to ask a quick question. Yeah, so, go ahead. Uh, whatever whatever uh, currency we're using in a couple of years when this is all over. Now, how is silver going to pay for this? We know the importance of gold. Now, would you say silver mm -hmm. will be similar to the importance of gold? As in, you could trade in your silver, for example, for you know the currency to keep the, the balance. How would that go? Because I'm not fully getting an understanding. I apologize, guys. Hey, you, no problem. I'll share my two cents. Mario, share his as well. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the question. Yes, sir. Yes, All right, sir. you can have it, Mario. Go ahead. I'll, I'll stab at it. Yeah, silver. I mean, you can still exchange silver now for, for for a fiat currency. If there's a new currency, silver, I think, will always be accepted. So mm -hmm. will gold. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think, yeah, silver has been uh, manipulated for a lot longer than gold. Some people argue it's been manipulated since the 1870s mm -hmm. uh, when you had the great crime. It was 1873. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, silver has a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. Some people also argue, like uh, Keith Newmeyer of uh, First Majestic, that there's only seven times more gold in the ground than silver. So, yeah, yeah I think silver will do well. Uh, whether they back uh, the currency, uh, a new world currency or a new dollar with silver, I don't know. They could have a bimetallic system. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, my, my, what I would be willing to bank on is that, you know, when it comes to international settlement, it'll be something probably attached to a basket. And of course, gold will be a, probably a, a big player in that to establish trust if everything comes crumbling down. But domestically for the citizens, if they're able to pull off this digital transition, their goal would be for us to have QR codes and apps on our phones for the CBDCs in each nation. So someone even yeah. talked about, you know, how U UK is talking about the Bitcoin. They're working on it. It might be your way. You'll probably have the Bitcoin faster than I have Fedcoin, just because it seems like every nation around us gets the test run first and then it comes to the reserve currency last. And so yeah. at that point, I wouldn't feel comfortable trading in something real and tangible gold, silver for a digital illusion that will be probably tracked, traced and monitored because they'll be able to see who you did business with, I think. And that's a way of them keeping tabs on what you're doing business with and in. So I think as far as probably using smaller, you know, like, you know, one gram type of things or smaller increments of silver and gold will be worthwhile for bartering sake or paper usage. I think that still will be in play for quite some time before. You know, my kids, kids, of course, will not have paper whatsoever, but I think paper still be around, you know, next couple of years or so, but it won't be heavily used. So, but I don't think they yeah. won't have any type of freedom whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think it's going to be like during the Bretton Woods system, you know, uh, mm -hmm. indirectly, all the currencies were uh, backed by gold yeah. and you still use, you know, the French franc banknotes and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think it will be the same now. We're not going to be using uh, like gold or silver, but they're going to back even the digital currencies. I think mm -hmm. uh, they'll have to back it with gold. They'll have to have, you know, the central banks will have to, uh, 
and trade amongst countries will be have to be settled through gold. Yeah, they won't be able to do it through just a digital currency anymore. Yeah, or because then you build that. If you let people just print digital currencies as much as they want or create, you're going to create trade imbalances. Because you look uh, before Bretton Woods collapse in '71, uh, very few countries had trade deficits. Everyone had a a balanced trade. Mm -hmm. uh, there was no not much surplus or deficit. Yeah. So it was yeah. stable. They're able to be stable. Yeah. So watch this. Moving forward with the CBDCs, one thing that will not be transparent or stable will be the quantity of the Bitcoin <laughs> or the Fed coin. They're not going to cap it at one billion units and have it publicly visible for you to verify it. That's for sure. So it's going to be a rebrand of what we have now, but less control, less control by us and more control by them because we'll be literally stuck in that system. And all of activity, all of activity will come through a phone, man. So that that right there does not excite me at all. <laughs> no, they're not going to cap it at twenty one million like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. All right, so Mario, we, we're approaching our fifty minute mark, man. As always, this was a, a fun go round uh, for the Mike and Mario show. I appreciate you joining us, man. So for those tuning in, uh, you know, hopefully, Mario, if you're wanting to, we can do this again next week or something like that, just to connect and just take calls, take questions, yeah. whatever. So uh, if you're available, I'm available. Let's make it happen. So guys, if you've enjoyed this, hit a thumbs up. Definitely. If you're new to the channel, go check out Manico 64 on YouTube. Always do great work every day and a wealth of knowledge. So once again, Mario, any, any thoughts, you, you know, you can sign off. You, you can sign us off. Uh, feel free to have at it. Uh, thoughts. Yeah. Just uh, uh, be aware that whenever you have like a, a reset or a new currency, that uh, <laughs> you're going to get shortchanged. It's mm -hmm. just like when they created the euro uh, in 98 or 99. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, people in Europe are saying, how come everything is so much more expensive? So, yeah, just be aware of that and uh, hold on to your uh, gold and silver. Keep stacking. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. Yeah, as I, as I say, get your weight up. <laughs> Everybody be blessed, be safe, and uh, check out Manico64 on YouTube. And other than that, uh, looking forward to doing this again. I had fun, Mario, so appreciate you for taking time to bless us with your presence on a Mike and Mario show. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you guys later. Peace.